thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Morning, welcome to Sunday again and I uh, hope you've had a good week. I hope you've uh, been blessed by some of the sunshine we've had and I hope those of you who are working have kept safe. Uh, today I need a bit of participation from you from the beginning. So a little bit like we've done uh, memory verses before. I want you to fill in the gaps. So are you ready? Faith is being uncertain of Hebrews 11. Did you get it spot on? Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hebrews 11 verse 1. And the other one that I've asked you to have a remember of is... Without faith, it is Hebrews 11, verse 6. Well done if you got those spot on. It's without faith, it is impossible to please God. So today, we're going to look at two heroes at the same time. Heroes that are commended for blessing their children. Seems like a bit of a strange one, really, because surely we want to bless our children. Recently, there's been a song doing uh, the rounds on social media uh, that's from Elevation Worship called The Blessing. And it's spawned videos of the Blessing UK and the Blessing South Africa. And it's brought the church together in unity as they sing the words direct from scripture of Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, which says this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So if you know that song, then you know that scripture. And it's great to have direct scripture in song. But I want to ask, when have you or I been blessed? Maybe this week, when have you been blessed? This month, when have you been blessed? I can remember... Some time ago, being invited for a meal at the Todd's family house. The Todd's were a family from America uh, who were with us for quite a few years. They may even be watching now. They have been tuning into some of our uh, worship and other things this week. But they invited us round and myself and Roz thought that it was purely just a meal with friends. We'd been round before. Nothing special other than Kelly's cooking was amazing. We learnt to make uh, butternut squash with cinnamon and butter. so nice and barbecue beans we still make those today amazing we had some amazing food and were filled so we just thought it was a normal meal but this one time we arrived to discover that Sam the youngest member of the family was doing a bible study with Awana Ministries an American group and the challenge for them that month was to bless somebody because they'd been a blessing to them And it was amazing to discover that they'd arranged all the young people to come, or several of them anyway, and they were waiters for the night. They did a little sketch of my life, I think it was. Um, And they came and they served. And Kelly 
said to us that she'd gone into the butchers in Ulverston and she'd walked in and excuse my impression doesn't sound anything like her but you need to say it in an American accent to get the emphasis she'd walked into these butchers and said I need a steak that says you're amazing wow I went from that house that night not just full of an amazing steak because it was amazing but filled with joy and love encouragement thankfulness and a feeling that I was worth and valued I was blessed so what does it mean to be blessed well some words spring to mind encouraged maybe given something maybe you're protected or maybe you're moved forwards all of those things are linked to what a blessing actually is so without further ado let's look at our two heroes who are heroes because of the blessings they gave to their children. So we've got readings from Karen and Adam Hudson from their house in Dalton this morning. Take it away, guys. Hello, everybody. This is from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 20 and 21. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons, and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. Thanks for that. So, as you see, Isaac blessed his children in regard to their future. The message version says he reached into the future as he blessed them. A true blessing isn't just a trite comment or a nice phrase or a simple phrase when somebody sneezes, because if it was, then there'd be an awful lot of blessing going on right now, wouldn't there? It's prophetic. In the Old Testament especially, it's a promise for the future. It's a promise for the not yet. In the New Testament, it talks about spiritual gifts and says that we should desire the greater gifts, particularly prophecy. It's really important. It's reaching into the future. It's speaking God's truth for that future in faith. Isaac and Jacob didn't just say to their children, we hope everything's okay amen on your way they didn't do that they spoke god's truth and words that they couldn't possibly have known the full implications of they faithfully declared god's promises over their children and with hindsight we can see that those promises are kept that those promises are fulfilled let's look at the blessings they both gave firstly we're going to look at isaac Last week, Isaac was a young boy who was involved in a very difficult situation. We now see him at the end of his life wanting to bless his children, Jacob and Esau. And we particularly want to look at Jacob's blessing because Jacob and Sarah are trying to trick Isaac out of Esau's blessing. Esau is the eldest and should have the blessing as the firstborn. But Jacob and Sarah come up with this plan where Jacob covers himself in goat's fur so that he smells like Esau and he feels like Esau, even if he doesn't sound like Esau. And they try and trick Isaac because Isaac is struggling with his sight. So let's see what happens as Isaac blesses Jacob. Read chapter 27 for yourselves to get the full picture. But for now, take it away, Karen. Hello everyone. This reading is from Genesis 27 verses 26 to 35. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, 
The smell of my son is like a smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heaven's dew and of earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, My father, sit up and give and eat some of my game, so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I am your son, he answered, your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came and I blessed him and indeed he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, me too, my father. But he said, your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. So Jacob is blessed. Esau actually misses out because once that blessing is given, that's it. It can't be overwritten. Or what's the point? That's how serious and important the blessings were. Once it's been given, you can't give somebody else the same because then it just becomes a routine. Isaac spoke God's truth over both of these boys and actually fulfilled a promise to Jacob that God had given to Sarah earlier in Genesis, that the older son will serve the younger. So let's look at the blessing. I believe there's four points we can take away from this blessing and seek God for. The first thing is, be careful what you smell like. Now you might say that's obvious. Hygiene's very important. And when we come out of this lockdown, you need to make sure you've all had a wash, use some deodorant, it's good, smell nice. It's always good, isn't it, to smell good. I know some people comment on certain people's aftershave, but for now, be careful what you smell like. What do I mean? What's that all about? Well, the blessing here doesn't rely on sight because Isaac can't see. And there's a verse, isn't there, in the New Testament that says we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm a townie originally. I've lived in Manchester, Liverpool, Aberystwyth, sort of a town. But I'm from the city and uh, I'm actually from Manchester. Technically, I'm from Salford. Sorry, mum. And journeys in Manchester as children didn't have a lot of smells linked to them. It was fairly just industrial. However, when we went out into the countryside, there was a different thing that happened. When we went into the countryside and the farmers had been out spreading their muck or the cows were in the field, all of a sudden you'd get this waft into the car and there'd be cries of, Ugh, Phil, because often it was him, or holding our noses or just blaming one another. We weren't used to the smell. But actually, if you hung around in that place all the time, you don't really notice it. If we ever drove there, you'd smell it. Isaac says, my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. 
We are so blessed to have so much of God's handiwork and to see it on our doorsteps. And when the land is blessed, we should rejoice. Because when the land is blessed, we smell the flowers, we smell the trees, we even smell the animals. And all of those smells are signs of life. And life itself is a blessing. It indicates life. And we tend to pick up the sense of what we hang around. If you're a farmer, you tend to smell farm-like. We tend to pick up the things that we surround ourselves with. When we were younger, on a Sunday, my mum would often make a meal for the visiting speaker that would come in the evening. And one particular Sunday, we'd been playing football on the village green and we arrived back at the house just as the speaker arrived for his tea at exactly the same time. And as we walked through the door, my mum was just, Phil, you've been stroking cats. You stink of cats. Oh, oh, the smell of cats. Phil, get in the shower now. We need You need to go and have a wash. You've been hanging around with the cats. Oh, it's horrible. After he'd had the shower, it became very obvious that actually it was the speaker that had been hanging around with cats and actually had two or three at home. And my mum, I think, was hoping she'd got away with it. We don't know. But when you hang around with cats, you'll become smelly like the cats. I'm really sorry if you've got cats, unless you've only got one. Barry Coleman, I'm sure yours smells great. But often to people who aren't used to it, they'll become aware of it. Corey has an allergy to cats, so if he's with somebody who's been with cats, he often sneezes. Be careful what we smell like, because what we hang around, we will pick up. Jacob smells of the outdoors, but it's faked. Jacob smells of the goat skins, but it's faked. He's just put them on. Jacob feels like the goat skins, but it's faked. He pretends in order to be blessed. Let me ask you. Are you pretending sometimes? Do we fake our faith? Do we try and smell like the other people just so we can be blessed? God sees us, each one of us as we really are, and yet he still longs to bless us. He can't be fooled. He can't be faked. So let's stop pretending. Let's get real with God in order to seek the blessing he has uniquely for you and me. We will pick up the sense of the things we hang around with, Make sure it's Jesus. Make sure that we smell of Jesus. Make sure that actually we carry him with us and people are aware of the fact that we've been spending time in his presence. Number two, Jacob is blessed materially. Now, often that's the one we're after. That's the one we really want. The material stuff, the, the things, the stuff. If only we got that, we'll be happy. If we had more money, we'd be content. If I had a hot tub in my garden, life would be wonderful. If I had a, uh, if I had a sports car, if I had a Lamborghini, that would be amazing. We become consumed with money. We become consumed with stuff. I need it. Old Testament blessing sometimes is a material blessing. Not always, but often. In fact, if you read on, you'll see that Esau's blessing is almost the opposite of Jacob's, but he's promised that one day he will be free. Job in the Bible was blessed, but faced total devastation. Many prophets were blessed and were God's men, but actually had nothing. Blessing isn't prosperity. Jesus himself said the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. But Isaac blesses Jacob, and in hindsight, we can see that the blessing becomes a reality. Isaac had the faith to look forwards and to believe his blessing would be true. 
that the promises he spoke over his son was real and genuine. He had faith in his promises because they were God's promises. So he promised material blessing. The third point, he blesses Jacob's reputation. We all want to be liked. Well, I think we do. We certainly don't want to be disliked. Maybe you want to be known. Maybe you want to be famous or even infamous. I was on the chase in January, as, as you know, and actually one of the things we were told was not to check our social media for two weeks after the show because there was a concern that sometimes people get bullied or people get comments made that really upset them, maybe because of their performance and actually, or maybe even because of their appearance. So the TV say, don't check your social media, don't go on it because you might get upset. I did check mine and I didn't receive any abuse really at all. In fact, the only abuse I received from when I was on the chase came from the people closest to me. My own son, even my mum this week made a comment about me listening to questions. In fact, one of our young adults made a, a meme on Facebook that was a picture of me getting the answer wrong and suddenly it went black and white, a tear rolled down my cheek and some very sad music played. So the only bullying I got was from people who, I should, who should be loving me. It was terrible really. But actually my reputation hasn't been diminished other than some people think I don't know my New Testament from my Old Testament. But what is our reputation about? Because it shouldn't point to us. It should instead point to Jesus. Our reputation should point to the attributes of Jesus. So what are they? What should we be known by? Well, Jesus was gracious and forgiving, even to those that hurt him. In fact, I was wondering this week, that as a prayer exercise, it might be worth perhaps finding a nail and just holding it in your hand and then letting go as you think of how Jesus let go of the hurt that was inflicted on him by those that nailed him to the cross. But also we need to recognise that some of that hurt was caused by us. And actually Jesus still forgives. Jesus says, I let go. Jesus was kind, he was generous, he was humble, he had no hate in his heart. He was joyful and he was peaceful. Is that my reputation? Is that our reputation? Or do we harbour hurt? Do we hold on to a grudge? Do we get angry quickly? Do we criticise a lot? Pray right now, maybe, that God will bless your reputation and that you will be known for his fruit and by his spirit and not our own. So be careful what we smell like. He may bless us materially and he may bless our reputation. But the fourth thing that gets blessed in Jacob's blessing is his spiritual protection. It says, may those that bless you be blessed and those that curse you be cursed. Abraham, not Abraham, Isaac had faith to speak out these promises over his children. Why? Because he knew God had it in hand. Even Esau received that prophetic word that he was going to be free from slavery and servitude. These blessings were almost a legal binding statement. They were a contract to be fulfilled and never to be broken. They weren't just a simple platitude or a simply nice thought. God actually makes these same statements over you and me today. That we can be free 
by the blood of Jesus. That's a legally binding contract paid for in blood. That we can be free because of the sacrifice of the Son. That we can be forgiven because Jesus died in our place. That we can be set free. God makes that statement. How exciting is that? That we can be spiritually safe. That we can have the reputation of Jesus because his spirit in us will grow if we allow it to. If we only let go of some of the things that stop him from doing his work. Finally, what about the blessing Jacob gives to his children? Because Jacob's a hero for the same reason, that he gives his children a blessing. Take it away, Hudson's. This reading is from Genesis chapter 49 and starting at verses 1 and 2. Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather round so that I can tell you what will happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. And then carrying on verses 8 to 12. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, O Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah. Nor the ruler's staff from between his feet. Until he comes to whom it belongs. And the obedience of the nations is his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. Thanks for that, guys, and I hope you're well, and Annabelle too. Jacob's blessings are for all the twelve tribes of Israel. I've chosen just the one that he gives to Judah, his son. Jacob is sharing a prophetic word over Judah that we now know has been fulfilled in Jesus. Let's look at some of the imagery. It talks about a lion. Well, Jesus is described as the lion of Judah. In the message version, it says he's a lion that no one will dare mess with. We often sing both of those songs, don't we? The lion and the lamb. But also we sing our God is greater and nothing can stand against him. No one dare mess with the lion of Judah. He is the boss. He is the king. Secondly, it talks about a scepter. A scepter is the, the pole that is held by a king or even a priest. It's a sign of royalty. It's a symbol of ruling. So David, the king, comes from the tribe of Judah. But then also it doesn't just talk about ruling and royalty. It says until the ultimate ruler comes. Jesus is from the tribe of Judah and Jesus is the ultimate ruler, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It goes on in Judah's prophetic word, if you like, in Judah's blessing, it says that the cult of a donkey will be tied to a vine. Well, the cult of a donkey is what Jesus rode on in victory into Jerusalem and it was tied up where it was found by the disciples. Also, it's tied to a vine. Jesus says, I am the true vine. A vine is symbolic of the fruit that he bears. Images of Jesus from thousands of years before. It talks about blood and wine. Where have we heard that image before? Obviously, Jesus left communion as a way to remember him until he comes again. To remember his body in the bread and his blood 
in the in his blood in the wine that we take to remember him. And it talks about wine being symbolic of fruitfulness, that wine is a symbol of abundance and also wine is a symbol of God's presence. All of these things in the promise to Judah are fulfilled further down the line in Jesus. What a promise that is. Wow, that's amazing. Jacob's blessings show faith that God will bless Judah's line and promises Jesus directly. So, as we finish, why are these two heroes? Because they believed in what they hoped for and they were certain of what was to come. We live in the now and not yet and Jacob and Isaac in their old age were both in the now but actually they saw some of the not yet and they promised it to their children. Faith is standing firm on those promises of God and knowing and believing him to be true. One of those promises that Jesus will return in majesty and that he will provide for us spiritually for all eternity. Every week in our series on heroes, we've had a two-step programme to become a hero of faith. So you might look at this and go, well, not two steps this week. Well, actually there are. The two steps for both these men this week as they gave blessings to their children are, number one, they believed what was to come. They had the faith of knowing that God's promises were true. Number two, they spoke God's truth over their children. I want to point out to parents or those of you who are going to become parents in the future, it's very easy to destroy or to tear down with our words. But I believe that one of the steps here to being a hero is to proclaim God's truth over our children and over our children's children. Often we might criticise, often we might give them a nickname, but I want to say to you this, that God's truth over our children is that they are precious, that they are loved, that they are valued, that they are worth it, and that they have a purpose, and that God's plans for them are perfect. So let's start being a hero with our children and proclaiming God's truth over them and to them. God longs to bless us to do his will. God longs to bless us in different ways, whether it's maybe materially, maybe spiritually. He wants to bless us most of all with his presence, but he won't force his way in. God will bless us. That promise at the beginning, that song that he will keep us, that he will cause his face to shine upon us and that he will bring us peace. They saw Jesus from a long way away. They saw Jesus from a distance. We can know him personally today. We can walk with him starting right now. We can get back to him today and we can speak his truth over our children and we can be sure of what is to come. Let's carry the scent of Jesus wherever we go. Let us point to his attributes. Let us point to his goodness and let us show that we can let go of the things that hurt. I want to finish by praying that blessing over you as church as you watch this from Numbers chapter 6. So let's pray. Father God, will you bless and keep your people at Springmount? Will you make your face to shine upon them in these days and be gracious to them as they are in their homes? Will you turn your face towards them and give them peace? In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you have a great Sunday. Don't forget Zoom tonight at seven o'clock. All the things that are going on through the week. A little challenge, 
Tunes and Testimonies, Zion did hers last week, was encouraged massively. Steph's done hers this week. We've not had any men give me a tune and testimony. So if you've got a song that's been important on your journey and you can write a few words to go with it that just explain why, it doesn't have to be a lot, please get in touch. Because we can't let the women have all the, all, all the say, can we guys? We need to all play our part. But have a great day and be encouraged but proclaim God's truth over one another and recognize that he is King, the Lion of Judah that roars on your behalf. Have a good one.